we cannot trust this government or its advisers. Welcome to Salonomics and broadcasting from Essex. It's the 2nd of November. The Bitcoin price is currently $63,000. Wow. $63,230. I've said that completely wrong. I've bought this all up already. Anyway, $1 gets you 1,582 Satoshis. I am your host, Aaron Dawn, and joining me once again from North London is my hair, Rishi. Joe, <laughs> hey Joe. I am Dishy, but I'm no Rishi. <laughs> yeah, mate. I must admit, you were looking good last night. You were looking suave and sophisticated at the at the show. Did you do well, well, hairdressers. Did, uh, did you do it? Thanks very much for a compliment. Um, actually, I, I thought it was quite funny. Actually, um, I think we should saw like you know this saw like um, bro, uh, bro, um, bro romance. Is it bro romance? Bro, bro, it's bro, a bro romance. Yeah. yeah bromance right i think sort of like we should sort of play on that you know so we should just go as like sort of two loving couples you know what i mean just for the sh- just to shock people i think just see their reaction in these sort of like these little towns that we went to yesterday you know what i mean <laughs> yeah for sure no well next time i uh go out for dinner with you we'll be, i'll be sure to wear my rainbow badge Oh, I think so. You know, I mean, you're you're <laughs> my bitch after all, aren't you? <laughs> I am absolutely. No, yeah. apart from that, was good. Said, no, you, thanks for. I the, think the, it's that diet. The way anyways. to a man's heart is through his stomach, and that was a good yeah, burger that's right. last night. It was actually burger. it was a very good burger. It was a very good burger, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's it's all to do with the fact. You know what, right? I, when I was when I was working, yeah, I used to go to the gym every day because I used to go to work early and. I go to the gym, you know, sort of run 20 minutes, stretch for 20 minutes, have a shower, and I'll be at work, type of thing. You know, I get myself mm. ready for work. And, um, and when I stopped working, I, I was going to the gym, you know, sort of like when I felt like it, this and that. And when I got these two, since I got these two dogs, um, I walk in virtually three times a day if I'm not work. If, if I'm not, if I'm free at home, right, they, they have to walk three times a day. And, mm. and I gave up salt, as you know. I cook in my own food as well and you know what right I'm actually feel a lot more healthier now at 63 years old than I ever did at one stage of my life seriously wow you, you, do, do so you know is I mean? that a diet thing then do you think I don't think it's a diet thing right look I, I believe there's one thing I've learned we're not trained our body's not trained to sort of be to be pounding all the time on it you know what I mean going to a gym <laughs> working out you know spinning all these high intensity training I don't believe we train. We, we're trained for that, you know, because I was I was talking to a client of mine about the marathon. You know all these marathons, right? Because you know, you know the marathon started. Yes, yeah, so or like it, it was a form of communication. You know, in battles, right? How did how did um, yeah. generals sort of pass away? They had to send a runner to the to the next. Um, to that's where right. They, yeah, they yeah. Right. So that's how the marathon. But what then? What they never told you? What these runners did, right? They would die. Afterwards, because of exhaustion. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they would run for like 30, 40, 50. They had to get there as quick as possible. Yeah? So, yeah, yeah that's, that's how the marathon started. I kind of get the Ethiopians, this wonderful, like this, this, but normal people, you know, when I say normal people, so 95ers who go to the gym, right? I actually feel there's more, they do more damage to their body. Then, then they they kept their feet they are, uh, and, and I actually feel a lot better. Mm. I mean, the, the copy you just gave me today, yesterday, right, but for yesterday, 
it, I think it's a proof of it. I actually feel a lot better physically, mentally, and, and it all about me because my diet's slightly better, and, and my and my activities, they're longer because I'm walking, but they're not as intensive. If if you get what I'm saying. Hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think the combination of that and uh, the the lack of stress in your life as well probably works. Um, I like to think probably. of it as, um, you know, we're kind of more lions um, than greyhounds in in that respect. Do you know what I mean? Because a mm. lion, they'll they'll have a good slap up meal and then they'll just chill out for three weeks, wouldn't they? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Or, or you know a crocodile. I mean? Whereas my, my greyhound is on edge all the time. The slightest squeak, the slightest bang, the slightest bump. Do you know what I mean? He's up. He's, he's, yeah, he's looking he's around like a hyena, just making sure that he's not in danger. That lion sits there under the tree. He's like, come then, mate, try, try you know, it's, like, it's a bit like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, love yeah. his attitude. But, um, but yeah, no, um, I've got, I got to make an honourable mention. Um, Edward Hemmings last night, I thought he hosted the event uh, really quite well. Uh, Paul Fultrick, he... Um, he was on stage doing a bit of a and a and, you know, de- demonstrating a, a, a nice graduated bob haircut while shilling scissors. Um, yeah. And um, and who else? And Norman, big shout out to Norman uh, for yes. giving us the tickets to go there. But yeah, what a fantastic venue that place is. What a shame. Yeah, it was actually. It's the last yeah. time that Norman's going to be doing it at that venue. You see, new owners, new ideas, right? You know, which is which is always the, um, the sort of thing with with everything, right? New owners. Um, yeah, you know, what? I was actually surprised how how good it was because you know I was I was driving up right, and I was saying to myself, I'm so tired because I've been working really hard the last couple of days, um, and um, and I think God, right? But but I was actually sort of taken back by the whole experience, you know, sort of like, you oh, know, meeting good. you, having dinner, and, and even the venue, I, I, I actually thought, you know what, I, I've got to be, I haven't learned anything, I have, well, I have learned something, right, and and, and it's quite um, a sad indictment of today's affairs, what I've learned from it, I don't know what you've taken from it, but, um, but I was surprisingly how, um, the reception that the the guy got was fantastic from all from people i look at the audiences right you know mm. quite a diverse age group weren't they you, you know what i mean yeah. I'm, i was 63 years old i wasn't the youngest i wasn't the oldest person there there was no way i was the youngest right. either but there was a lot more people and what i find interesting is how these had these hairdressers or beauticians or you know, whatever field they're you know, in they're still believe that they can learn something and that's the beauty of our industry and, and Paul this sort of say right we never stop learning really well we should never stop learning for, in our industry which is true and I did find wow. that quite impressive I, I must be honest with you that these people going yeah. there on, on a Monday evening you know it's, yeah it's not yeah no totally you know, I, I think I think Norman's got a great model there isn't he you know it's a showcase yeah. for you know five or six brands it's a networking event you can get a little bit of education i mean i think i think it's built on the crest of a wave of having a more uh you know a more frequent salon international do you know what i mean it's kind of a little bit more intimate isn't it it's a little bit less noisy um 
you know, I just think it's, I don't, like I say, I, I think hairdressers and people in the hair and beauty industry, they've been starved of these kind of events, haven't they, for the last two years, and 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 let's hope there's more of these things, because people, like you say, they, they, they thoroughly enjoy getting out and being with like-minded people and having a drink and having a smoke and having a, do you know what I mean? So, I, I, I'm, I'm always buoyed by seeing uh, that potential in the room. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, as you know, um, we went, we went to go and like check it all out, and we went to go and see, um, you know, the different brands that were on on show there. But also, we went to um, give Edward a bit of a ribbon because obviously uh, Tottenham are in the, the doldrums at the moment, aren't they? But um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, my takeaways, yeah. my takeaways. I mean, I, I went there to go and um, prospect, as you know, uh, we go south. Yeah. But also, you know, to talk to people about salonomics as well. I don't think we did either again, mate, to be honest. It just didn't seem... Um, like last night, I think it was the first one back. Do you know what I mean? I, I just didn't feel comfortable, you know, shilling go salon to everyone. But, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll get the opportunity to get up on stage and actually do a live demo. Um, at one of those I, things. I, even though I, I, I actually think, well, because you know, you know Norman very well, right? So he's got the audience. You you know Eddie very well. Um, he could yeah. actually sort of give, give you the Q&As. And, and, and you've, yeah. got, you, you've, got, you've got it all there. I think it's fantastic for you to actually, you know what, it, it, it's what I would call direct marketing for a start, okay? You actually got an audience yeah. in front of you. You've got a product. And, you know... The, the question that you always ask yourself, right? Will they get it? Will hairdressers get it, right? And you've got a mature audience mm. there, and you've got a young audience there as well, right? The mature audience is probably might go. Mm. The young audience will sort of say yes because it's innovative. It's it's tech technological, which they're they're aware of, right? So, you yeah. it can you've got fantastic yeah. captive I, audience. Yeah, I think it might be interesting for both camps. Yeah, I think you're yes. right. I think it might be interesting it, you for know, both camps. But I, I, who knows? I think so. Who knows? I, I, no, no, I'll I give it three should... months. I'll give it three months. I think the next one's Sophia Hilton. Uh, I know Norman's got to work hard. He's got to try and find a new location for it. Um, but yeah, I yeah, we're, we're working on the platform. You know, I can't really go on stage and do something like that. I was apprehensive about going on Dom Lahane's podcast and talking about it because, you know, the platform isn't isn't a stage where people can sign up, you know, within five minutes and get their app to their phone because obviously that's where I want to be. Do you know what I mean? I want to be able to point people in that direction and then within two or three minutes they can be you know recommending retail to their customers do you know what i mean that's well, that's well, how well, i want it to well well this was quite evolve. interesting that yeah talk about retail right the, the interesting thing i found about uh when paul was talking right was um how damning he was of social media right and yet it was it was um, beefing up the, the retail side of his business you know it's criticizing the social media aspect of the industry right which i which i agree with as well i'm not i'm not um, i'm not, not so sort of like disagree with what it was saying right but it, it, it was sort of about beefing up the retail side of it and i'm thinking you know what are you sure are you really really sure that is because the way he was sounding right it was like he sells hundreds of products from his um salon was his mum? Was it his mum's salon, by the way, or was it his salon? I was quite sure. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think 
he's working at a place called GFC, uh, and I think right. that was his mum's salon in Hornchurch. I don't know. Yeah. He was telling it. Yeah. I mean, uh, he lives on Mersey Island, a place that you know very well. Uh, very well. He commutes. He commutes every day to to Hornchurch. I mean, yeah, they say it takes two hours. It says yeah. it takes two hours. I mean, I, I thought yeah. I live in Islington, and I go to Mersey Island. I see see my clients there. It takes mm. me ninety minutes, and it takes me forty five yeah. minutes to get out of London, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, and, and sure. I, so, so again, right? He actually said it like it takes him about two hours to get to Hornchurch. I'm thinking, you know what? When when someone tells a lie, right, then everything becomes a lie. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's how I saw <laughs> it. Well, it's true. It's in the yeah, Indian no, law, right? I understand. Yeah, you know. So, what, I mean? so what was what your biggest? Yeah, what's your biggest takeaway from last night? Then it was just good to see everyone in a room again, and, and, it was, and the it was, potential. I I think they really missed a trick. Obviously, they were selling the. the it was selling something. All right, to the, there was to hair the extensions there. There was scissors. Uh, there was a, there was a scissors. Of Ministry there. of and Hair, which was like some kind of apprenticeship. A training academy. Well, that's his, that's his new academy, right? That's what it was selling, right? His academy. Hmm. And and the saddest thing that I found right is that it's still a lot of waffle from uh, uh, the training, the whole training program. And we we criticise the the academies right for their yeah. lack of innovation, their lack of inspirational um, sort of like outputs to, to young generation. Because we know the the the, the industry is declining through the through the um, from. Um, the foundations, I said, saw that young generation, and yeah. th- they're the reason why. I mean, this guy has got a wonderful CV, fantastic um, repertoire of um, experiences, and yet his training method is absolutely effing boring. I mean, he's, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's talking about, he's, he's doing a haircut. Oh, you gotta have this scissors, you gotta have that scissors, you gotta, have the, you know, you only need one fucking scissors, right? You know, if, if you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Listen, I've, I've, ahead... I've never, yeah, I mean, I've never, to go back to the scissor thing, um, I've never thought about the angle of scissors when it comes to pushing and pulling hair away. I mean, I've always thought of the angle of scissors being about RSI and being like l- less movement of the wrists if you're, you're using a, a slightly biased angle of, on a scissor. Um, but he was he was trying to say that you know he's got three or four different scissors, one at forty degrees which pushes the hair well, away it's... before it cuts it, and one at thirty degrees yeah. which pulls For the pointing. hair towards it when it cuts. <laughs> and it's like that's a lot. Yeah, like I say, that's a lot to take in to for something that probably does a fraction of a millimeter makes a fraction of a millimeter. Okay, to, and, to and a let's let, let's talk about that's another thing, right? The students, yeah, they they have yeah. to buy their own products, yeah. So yeah. you're gonna buy sixty degree angle scissors, thirty degree yeah. angle scissors, right. forty degree angle. Yeah. How much would they cost? Yeah, two thousand pounds. Thousands, like that's probably an annual salary of an uh, apprentice, right? Yeah. to spend on yeah. all the equipment that's being recommended. And it would, from, it would from never the get that money. Two hundred and fifty pound hair dryer. Yeah. To the you know five hundred pound scissors. I mean, uh, did you did you catch the brand of scissors? What did what did he say? Something edges, excellent edges. I think he said that. Yeah, something. Yeah, well, so like yeah, it goes they from start in Japan, Japan then go to and Australia, and Australia, I mean, and then come. come on. On. <laughs> well, Australia? 
Well, I mean, it's all right. Look, the Japanese use British steel, right? That's that's a fact, right? Most most uh, Japanese is British steel, right? I don't know about these days, but I know the Joel Scissors, right, was actually uh, Sheffield steel, and it, and it, they they saw that like, bring it back in. But Australia, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And, and and this is the whole thing that I just didn't understand his thinking, right? Is that he's waffling all these nonsense, right? Which, person speaking, is off-putting. There was nothing romantic or sexy or inspirational about the whole thing. And it's cutting away, doing all this. Look, how do you, you know, it's very, you can sort of get your sections and sort of like get the, um, the angles of this and that, right? But every section you take, yeah, if you want to get really soft graduations, okay, you know what you do? You bring the section down to the baseline and just put it slightly harder. Because as the hair is wet, it ex uh, expands, it, it stretches, right? So every time you section, you go up a section, you just put it down a little bit tighter, go to the baseline, cut it bluntly, right? So when it... Um, when it dries, it just dries, dries a little bit shorter than the layer b below it. So you get this wonderful soft mm. graduations at the, at the on the um, on your neckline, without really mm. being all fluffy. Yeah. So it's it's these little techniques. Well, it's really, very hard. Is... It's very hard to um, it's it's very hard to audibly translate hairdressing technique on a podcast. But one thing I did learn. Um, from mm. him uh, last night was the definition of the, the Leonard system, which is natural flow, uh, sorry, natural fall, um, yeah. and the Tony and Guy natural fall. He said that there was two different definitions of that. You know, Tony and Guy's natural fall wasn't. It was it was more manipulated hairline. Um, yeah. Uh, it was more manipulated roots, should I say, um, because they comb. Yeah, um, he but was saying this... the Leonard method's all about hands and fingers. Now, obviously, Leonard is one of these old school hairdressers that you probably know well, but he's someone that you know. I, I, I my, Le my hairdressing Leonard... knowledge goes back to Vidal Sassoon. It doesn't well, go back before. Well, Vidal Sassoon, then Leonard, Leonard. right? Because Leonard came from the Vidal Sassoon school. So he opened ah, up his okay. own salon. Right. Leonard, Leonard had um, people like um, Daniel Galvin. Michael John, Michael Raza, you know, so Michael Raza, John, um, what, no, whatever his name. And a lot of, lot of the big sellers in the 70s came from the Leonard um, school. And Leonard had this fantastic salon in Grosvenor Square. It was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a house, you know, with five floors. And, it, you know, the, the house of Leonard, I think it was called, if I remember rightly. Um, I, I never met the guy because he, he kind of was towards his end of days when I started in 76. And, you know, he, he has died. He kind of had dementia or something. You know, he, he, he actually died with nothing. The, sad, the saddest case about Leonard, right, is that he had the most amazing reputation and he died with nothing, sadly. I, I think, I think if I remember rightly, John Fried or Nicky Clark played for his funeral and things like that. You know what I mean? And, and I did sat wow, with charity. Yeah, this yeah. have a charity. I'm, I mean, if I if I'm completely wrong, I apologise, and someone please recorrect me on that story because it, it's mm. it's quite very. That's no, interesting. Right. I I like yeah. hearing little kind of historical anecdotes. Like yeah, that, I know. I bet he was a fantastic. But but the thing is that what I find really interesting with Paul is talking about the um, the Vidasasun and the the Leonard and the yeah, this sort of thing. So if if he knows Leonard, he must have been around. So I was sixty three. So he must be slightly older than me, I would think, Paul Fallock. What, Paul? Yeah. 
Don't you think? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's... I think he's... Well, his, I'm not sure. Well, I think he's around, probably mid-50s, so... no? Yeah, well, I mean... He's probably mid-50s. I think he's a generation below you. Probably, probably. But then again, that's okay, just well, me. Well, anyway, let, we could speculate on how old someone is till the cows come <laughs> yeah, home, mate. It's not yeah, relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't well, even set the show up today. That is true. Yeah, anyway, you when, could, you could. Anyway, but it was a good show anyway. I, I really enjoyed it. I, it was, I, I, I do think that they, they do need to sort of rethink their education, though. I really do. I'm not saying I've got the answer. I know what it is. No, but that's but, but there's different people every time, though, mate, aren't there? You know, like Norman yeah. was saying, you know, when Sir Patrick Cameron comes in, it's jam-packed. You know, Patrick Cameron's an absolute legend when it comes. I mean, he's still doing stuff for Weller now. You, you can pop onto, like, Instagram, and Patrick Cameron's still doing, like, live updos. Do you know what I mean? Go Salon automates your retail process. We connect you and your client to a distributor online that will fulfill your order and send it direct to your customer. This enables all of our users to earn commission without any extra work. It's that simple. Sign up today, gosalon.uk. I've not actually set up um, today's show at all, but I really wanted to talk to you about last week's budget. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I um, obviously it's a it's a big thing, isn't it, on the the annual political calendar? And as you know, we do like to go down. Um, we do we do like to kind of read between the lines of a lot of the politics that kind of comes out. And obviously, something that affects every salon owner every single year because it affects the disposable income of our clients and our customers is the budget. So then, Joe. Have you got any i any any ideas around what the budget actually means? Now, now bear in I, mind, I didn't watch any of it. I don't know any of it that's kind of come out. So you'll be educating me on this. As okay, well. look, I I thought the budget was. I look at it from my sector, right? You know what yeah. the benefit is for our sector, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I've got to sort of say that, right? It wasn't very good at the beginning, but they did. They did revise the um, the benefits to the personal care sector. All right, okay. so I took four good things out of the uh, the budget in, in for our for our industry. Okay, you know you can mm. we we can sort of like ex, um, I, I've I've i sort of like said and you can sort of like figure the first one I took about was the there's going to be additional um, income into upskilling and reskilling um, apprenticeships. And adult trainings. All right. So again, the the academies should benefit from all this. The hairdressing academies. Okay. Yeah. So I, I look at it as a as a positive for the uh, for the industry that the. Um, okay, I need specifics. That's that's no good. That's no good for me. I need specifics. What, like what? what? Mean, the apprenticeships, right? They, yeah, they, no, they could be increased spending. Increased oh, spending okay. in edu- Increased spending. Right. Right. So they're going to in, increase spending on apprenticeships. So who gets yep. that money? Uh, where's that money well, going to the, be channeled to? The, the academies, right? It's not going to be salon okay. owners. It's going to be the academies. Okay. Okay. And 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 where they where they're going to um, benefit, right? Is they're going to be upskilling uh, educators yep. and re- okay. retraining educators. Okay. Not so much the apprentices, but they want to improve the standards. That's going to be sure. coming out of these academies, 
Okay. Sure. So I look at it as, so, as so a that positive. sounds like a job for Lee Stafford, then, don't it? So Lee. Well, anybody. I mean, together. even Paul Fallock, even for Eddie Hemmings, even for every Tom Dick and Harry, right? It was set up an academy because there's going to yeah. be a big pull. Because what they what they discovered, right? Now this is the SME, the small medium um, businesses, right? Enterprises. They, yeah. It, enterprises, right? Ninety nine percent of them. Of the UK um, uh, employers, ninety nine percent are small, medium enterprises. So can you imagine, right? How how important it is for the economy that these um, businesses survive the next generation, well, to mm. the next generation, right? And and seventy five percent is is the entire workforce of the of the nation as well. So it's a big area that they need to re-educate in terms of standards. Not what's coming out now, Aaron, it's the standards coming out. Again, we, we discussed it in our shows about L'Oreal, the training, all these, these these things that's coming out. And you said yourself, would you rather have a certification from Google or from Warwick University? You know, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think the, the government realises the standards have to improve, really. Hence why all this money's come back into it. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, you've got to define standards because obviously, as I understand standards in the education sector, they talk about the standards. The standards change every five years and it's basically uh, a committee all get round a table and they basically go backwards and forwards of whether perming should be in the standards. You know, well, people, well, this... people define standards as quality, but, well, this, okay. is sta- but this, this, this level of standards is about box ticking. You know, well, no, how see, can you no, get no. good at something when you can tick a box and say, yep, you've well, done no, one we... of those, that's it. So, so no, like okay, say, okay. You you've can't got to blame... standards. No, 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 you can't blame the government on this. The government's giving the no, money. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not blaming the government. I'm just saying, no. um, you're and just saying about talking, changing the standards, but in the education sector, standards means two things. Standards mean the... Uh, the list of things that the apprentices need to know. And then obviously, but to the layman, a standard means, are you a high standard or a low standard? Do you know what I mean? Well, so no, well, this, once well, again, this, it's this, a definition this, of terms. Well, this is up to the educators. This is up to the, the, uh, the professional bodies, right? To, yeah. to raise their standards, okay? Yeah, they, but, they've been but, given but the But you agree that the professional academies are have a much better chance at t- tr- training quality yes. apprentices yes. than yes. your local college will well i'm, I'm, no, I'm not that? saying no no i'm saying right it's a fantastic opportunity across the board yeah. i'm not talking about one one part i'm talking across the board yeah. right to to better themselves because because this is the thing you know when you've got probably i don't know what the numbers are you know maybe adam sloan can give me the steer on this but you know, when 90% of the uh, apprentices are going into colleges and it's because they haven't got certain GCSEs and hairdressing's the last thing that they can get, and then you've got the apprentices, which actually work at salons, that they go to organisations like L&D and like the MHB. Well, no, no, I think you put, no, no, I think we are crossing wires here because, like I well, said, well, that's what I mean. That's why I'm trying to. That's no, why I'm trying no, to be no, completely no, clear you, you go, on. No, no, you go listen to what I said, right? 
upskilling and re retraining. So it's going to be apprenticeships and other training, right? So you already got yeah. the um, assessors in there, right? They need to be yeah. re-educated too, all right? So that's what yeah. I'm saying, is trying to say is that the professional bodies now, which which sort of is the um, the mouthpiece for all these academies, one way or another, right? Because they're all selling they're all selling their training programs. They've got the perfect opportunity to restructure what it is now. Because the structure as it is now, right, it's crap. We, we know it, right? We've, yes. we've criticised it so yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah. All right, so it's up to them now to sort of say, okay, guys, let's do it. Because if they don't, right, and, it, and the industry uh, goes down the, um, the plug hole, you can't blame the government, which is what some of these people already do blaming, right? Because the government's mm. given this opportunity now for them to to up their their skill set, they st up yeah. the standard because standards have been poor, Aaron. You know, you can sort yeah. of say oh, no, totally. how uh, you define how you define. Yeah, yeah. one percent of you, people going through college actually end up being a proper hairdresser. Well, no, you can sort I of say mean, standards. Uh, you could right. you could have a definition of standards, right? But even mm. you know, I used to always say, my, even my worst haircuts the best, right? So. That's what I believed in, and I think mm. that that's where the, the 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 mindset has to sort of like come into play as well. So, so you think it's going to be so? Because because this is the thing. Obviously, you know, you've got an education system that's kind of quite antiquated, and it's not yeah. like Rishi is given the opportunity to throw the baby out with the bathwater. This is going to be a adaptation of the current system which we're fingers crossed hoping that if they throw all this money at it, then we will get a few more people out of it, which feeds into the point last night. We're saying why there's so many people want to be hairdressers and barbers at the moment is because of social media, isn't it? Mm. Um, so, um, you know, also... these, these academies will survive on new people coming into the industry, right? Yes, yes. So I find it a bit rich when people criticise social media for being a bad thing for the industry when it actually is shining a shiny torch on the lifestyle of the people in the industry. And, and you know, that's what young the younger generation... Well, well you, but you've got to look to, at the backlash of, of social media too, though, right? It's the fact that social media is fast and it's moving all the time, all right? Whereas the education um, apprenticeships yeah, doesn't it's move slow. as quick. It's very, very, it's very slow. slow. Yeah, totally. So, can you so imagine? yeah, it has to be, yeah, there has to be a much better synchronicity yes. between the two. Exactly, yes. Yeah, no, I, and, listen, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Because we were talking about this last night. Yeah. We were talking right? like yeah, your typical teenager that leaves school and that goes into college to do hairdressing pretty much probably not very academic to begin with and they're a more creative person and when you do end up going into college to do hairdressing you've you know you imagine that that young person has spent 12 years in academia they get into hairdressing they think finally i can finally use my hands and be creative and then the first three months of that college college education is all about health and safety and science and do you know what I mean? It's not practical. And, and so, not that right. And the, the worst thing is right is the assessor themselves. They're probably most likely boring as 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 f. Like, well, not know, very inspirational. Yeah. Let's yeah. Just, exactly. Let's just, let's you know, do you know what I mean? So okay. So, so that's, that's the budget. 
Okay, so that's the budget on education, which is right. good. That's, which that's, is good. So, okay, well, you approve uh, of that. They're throwing lots of money into education. Well, it needs, um, it, I'm not saying throw, it, it, it needs the money, mate. It, the, yeah, it, it, needs it, it needs the money, needs of the course. Money. It needs it, right? So that's positive. Now, the second one. What does every hairdresser, apprentices, employed in the industry, what do they always do on a Friday night or a Saturday night? They always go and have a drink. Drinking. So yeah. booze is cheaper. Yeah. Right. Booze is cheaper, so they got they will have okay. more. They can all buy around each without have, <laughs> right. More no shows on a Saturday morning. Right. So that's 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 another good thing. The minimum wage, as you know, has gone up. That's a not a brilliant thing. Is right. It? So again, yeah. Well, is it? Well, it's it's good for the it's good for the apprentice, the the junior, the assistants, the shampooers, the, the, the whatever. Um, it's not good for the employer. Right. No. But they, they they have to put into their pricing now. They have to put their prices up, like 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 he was Paul was sort of saying, right? You know, it, you know, he didn't want to talk about taxes. You have to look at your margins. Okay, the minimum wage goes up. You have to put that into your client. You have to put that into your services now. You know, you know, it doesn't come out your pocket, right? You have to you have to get the clients to pay for it. You, you, you'd be foolhardy not to. Simple as that, right? Oh. So again. That, you know, the clients would pay for it, not not the um, employer. But what? But what about the the motivational factor? Because I mean, I've I've had this argument uh, or this debate with you before about you know when apprentices are earning more money than young stylists, there's not really much motivation in there for that young uh, apprentice to well, actually well, qualify that, that, and get on the floor and actually earning their earning their keep. Do you know well, what I mean? Well, not really, because the thing is, that's that's where the education comes in, right? Because, you know, in our industry, right, it's, it's, you know, I'm going to be very brutal here, right? You, you eat what you kill, basically speaking. You know, you, you earn what you, you generate type of thing. So it's not it's not like an industry where you're going to get £2,000 for the next five years, right? You could get £2,000 today, you get £6,000 next next month. It all depends on your, your structure of um, what you earn. So... You, it should be instilling them, right? All right, you gain this much today. Next year, you're going to be earning that much. The year after, you're going to earn that much. Next year, so you always have to work in, work yourself for for the betterment of yourself, of the business, the clients, and things like that. So you don't, you can't be stagnant on that alone, Aaron. You know, if you do, you're not going to be, you're not going to make it as a hairdresser. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm you just, know, you know I'm just I mean? making that, making that point that uh, a lot yeah. of salons that I worked in, the apprentices are still apprentices four, five, six years later. Do you know what I mean? They're not even well, on the well, floor the, yet. Well, the, yeah, but the, the employers should sort of say, you know what, you're not going to make it. Can, you know, yeah, best you leave. Yeah, totally. Basically speaking, yeah, no, right? totally. no, okay. And and another thing that is the, is the business rates, right? Now, this was the interesting mm. thing is, right, business rate was, was halved, right, 50% reduction in business That's rate. for everyone, the, though, isn't it? That's for all retail, that's well, for well, the high is, street in general, This right? was retail, leisure, and hospitality. That's what he announced it, okay? He didn't yeah. announce it in the personal care sector, which was the hairdressing, right. to the next day. Gotcha. <laughs> right? right, okay. So, so there, there was a bit of a, ooh, uh, moment, yeah, because I think didn't it, you didn't you put a tweet out there saying right. you know this is a great budget if you're not a hairdresser. 
That's right. That's you know. right. Yeah. So I think that was and, your but, initial reaction that you put on LinkedIn. I can find. Yeah, that's that. right. You know, exactly. Uh, but yeah, because it, that got, it got refined, didn't it? The next day. Yeah. Next day. Yeah. That's right. Because you know, from because we were in the retail sector, weren't we? And all of a sudden, we went to the personal care sector. I tell you, I, I really wished, right, that stay like that because the professional body, right, would have been slaughtered. They would have been slaughtered from moving from retail to uh, to the personal care, and they got no reduction. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, totally. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they didn't make that? Um, yeah, it, yeah, make that distinction the next day because, I, oh my oh. God! I, I mean, look, I did. Look, this is my. This is our. Uh, this is our weekly uh, put down of the professional bodies. Professional I, I I received the uh, the email. Uh, I forwarded it on to you from the Hair and Barber Council. Uh, they took credit in the email for that budget. They essentially celebrated it as if that budget kind of <laughs> was down to them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which I find yeah. obviously laughable. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we got you fifty percent reduction. Well, but I probably yeah, did, right? After is, they started panicking. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is congratulations to us. You know, this is uh, testament to being on the politicians. You know, all parliamentary. You know, yeah, yeah, you know whatever yeah. it is, group. Uh, you know, we we thought we, that we we advocated for that when. Obviously, it was given to everyone in retail. Do you know what I mean? It was given to everyone on the high street. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't singled out. Um, no, it wasn't. But you know, exactly. this is you know, you got to take uh, these small victories. Uh, I, I, can say, can, I thought I it was a very good budget. Look, I think the, the after the budget, right? The the industry is a, is a good safe place to 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 really go forward now, and it, and really come up with sort of like fantastic training. Um, um, sort of not techniques but ideas of, of really being inspirational because you know it after watching it yesterday I thought it was the same old same old same old boring 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 but if, if they can actually go up that one notch then, then it's going to be perfect really yeah. you know okay. uh, so I was, I was quite happy with the budget to most of you in, 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 so in the week before the budget, uh, Rishi did release a very embarrassing video about CBDCs. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. Maybe I'll clip that and I'll add that in here because because um, I don't really because, follow him on Twitter or anything like that. Well, I mean, it came out on LinkedIn and everything. I did. Right. I obviously did um, post my tuppence worth on LinkedIn about it. Um, fundamentally he was there was no commitment that he was non-committal really he was like you know at the g7 it's right that we should figure out these cbdc's and we should review them in order for us to protect people and you know to minimize fraud and you know there was three or four points that he came out with which are just complete and utter garbage um, to to use a better word. I'm surprised um, you. I'm surprised you didn't get the blip blip mess, um, sound sound effect out. Yeah, no, I, I should do right. <laughs> yeah. The point with CBDCs is, and I can't can't tell. This is a direct attack on every industry in the country, especially on small and medium enterprises, like you say. This is about controlling all the money in the world. This is about enabling them to 
tell you when you can spend it, when you can't spend it, who you can spend it with, etc. I obviously put a post on LinkedIn um, last weekend explaining that salon owners should be very wary of all this COP26 green agenda BIS nonsense. Um, and it was a real simple, you've heard of credit cards with a credit limit, right? Well, this is credit cards of the future will also have a carbon limit. This carbon limit means you can be prevented from buying certain things or traveling to certain places based on how much carbon you use. Don't worry, though, because you can always buy carbon credits. Carbon credits will be a fake consumer market or scheme created by a government in order to sell an imaginary carbon voucher. So my conclusion is, as a salon owner, only the strongest will survive the next uh, two years because of the inflationary environment we're seeing ourselves in, which are going to impact our clients' and customers' pockets because their disposable income is going to go down because we're looking at an inflation rate of 10 to 15%, this budget will probably only put a couple of percent back in people's pockets. So everyone's going to be at least 10% worse off. So CBDCs are set to come out in 2023. So even if you get through the next two years' inflationary environment, the future from 2023 is just as uncertain because it's not about whether our clients have the disposable income to buy a blow dryer or a haircut from you, Joe Mehmet. It's whether they can afford the carbon to have a blow dry. So this is my fundamental point of the budget. The budget, you know, it might create a few clickbaity headlines and, oh, you know, we can all go to the pub and get 3p off a pint or whatever it is. But fundamentally, we are being set up for something that's going to be a lot more difficult for us to navigate our way out of, you know, using our own ability, you know, our own marketing, our own salons, uh, you know, our own skills. You know, we are going to be completely dependent and reliant on government allowing no, us to go well, to it's, work, it's, it's, which it's, is the it's point. The, it's going to be the... Um... The, the 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 precursor for uh, universal basic income, right? They're, they're going to you're going to get universal basic income. Yeah, I believe income, so. I believe so. Right, yeah. and, and then you'll be told what to do, how to do it, when to do it, blah blah. blah you know, absolutely. If you, what, if when to buy, yourself, what salon yeah. you can buy from? You know, that salon it, has yeah. a climate. You know, has a has yeah. a green, yeah. uh, carbon neutral policy. So you can go and spend your CBDCs in that salon. But Joe, Joe's salon over there, you can't because he uh, he was spotted eating a steak at the pub last week and yeah. smoking a fag outside. So you well, can't spend exactly. it in Joe's Joe's uh, salon yeah. anymore. Uh, and and that's the that's the, that's a sad thing about it. But, but then again, mm. having said that, you know the furlough has educated us right that people they would have go out, they would have been good and socialised, they would have eat and drink, they would have get paid, mm. but then they would have work. So you know it. Mm. In, in place of the government's hands in, in total control, basically speaking, mm. right? Uh, and, you know, you put fear into it as well. Right? You yeah. know, the climate fear, the COVID fear, whatever. And, and all of a sudden, right, people just go sort of be going about their daily lives, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you know and, and that'd be, that'd be So good, if I can accurately sum it up then, your, your budget, uh, your 2021 autumn budget review, short-term bullish hairdressing, Short term interesting. I actually think it's, it's in the right hands. It's very promising. Okay. That, so short term bullish, medium term. Yeah. Um, I'm pessimistic actually because 
I don't think um, the professional bodies are that savvy. I think they're thick as shit. Yeah, they're not going to be able to facilitate any of this stuff, are no. they? Let's face no. it. What about long term then? What about what about five years then? What about five years? <sighs> Hair industry years. still going strong under under the I think they'd be more underground actually. I think they'd be they'd be a lot more um, something. Home hairdressing. Yeah, home yeah. I, I yeah, do think that's gonna be freelancers, yeah. Hairdressing off that's, the grid. Yeah. Because there's yeah. there's there's still one question that mm. no one has still answered or, or or sort of making a point of, right, is why the time service skill, i.e. a haircut, is still VAT'd. Mm. And, and that's going to be the killer. Once once hairdressers yeah. understands this, you know, it, it's, it, would, it, would, it, would, it, would, it would always be underground. And I think it's going to go underground anyway. Yeah, yeah just no, because of the right. narrative. I'm still giving uh, Rishi the clown horn because, I, like I say, I, I, every time I look at him, he just reminds me of um, Pog. He reminds me of that children's character, you know, with the like big, like like the potato head. He's a little bit like Mr. Potato Head. Isn't he? Oh, he's they're just... horrible politicians, mate. I mean, the politicians yeah. are bloody um, horrible. Have you gotten under the bus this week? Oh, I did forget to ask you before the show. Well, I mean, I I like to sort of say poor little Betty. I put a little mouth about the uh, the climate, but I think we should just. I think all. I think COP twenty six should go under the bus completely, because COP twenty six is con twenty six, as far as I'm concerned. So if you want to go down there, <laughs> find them all under a bus, mate. Not just one, all of them. Disgusting all of them. people, all of them. Disgusting. Yeah. No, totally, totally get it. Well, I got a couple this week. I mean, Go I think, uh, I think the first one's the Queen. Yeah. Um, the Queen's thrown a considerable weight and grace. Oh, little bit, my wife's gonna be really upset. Behind the COP twenty six thing, you know, basically adding to the fear narrative of, you know, unless we do something today, you know, our children and our children's children and our children's children's children will be struggling forevermore. You know, completely dismissing the current and climate this is of person, totalitarianism. Right? Yeah. You know, communism, which has ma- managed to infiltrate the entire globe. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, it's this like is a person, change. right? And this is a person, right? Where she farts, right? It probably smells of roses. There you go. Gives her a round of applause. You know what I mean? I mean, what sacrilege? Yeah. Seriously. Well, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, because I still kind of like the Queen. I just think that's kind of she's being propped up and being told what well, to she, say and when to well, say it. Now, no, I think no. you know, I, I think she's she on think... Biden's level of uh, probably cognitive function but i don't know you know that's just uh, you know, well, she had no right to sort she had no right to it's like the pope right you know get involved with it as well you know let's pray yeah. for the planet pray for a plot while he's sitting in a pot of gold you, you know what i mean it's yeah. got more money well i mean I'm, you know this is this is people. the whole thing with cop 26 you know isn't it it's the elite cabal they're flying in on their private jets from all around the world they've got their barricades uh, up they've got you know they've rushed to get all their diesel generators in order to p- power their electric cars do you know what I mean? This is yeah. all theater. It's I'm all complete nonsense. Adding, I've, I've, got clip, I've got a clip of go on. Go on. I've got a clip of Biden um, dozing off 
yeah, you know, that's during day one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is quite funny. He's literally falling asleep. Um, and, and when you hear the robotic noise, um, uh, when you hear the robotic noise of whoever the speaker is, I mean, I make him right. Every right to fall asleep, you know, listening to that absolute tosh. Um, so, yeah, obviously the, the Queen, uh, That's a, uh, I don't want to throw her under a bus, obviously. No. How about Andy Murray? How about Andy, Andy Murray? Because he's, he's putting his tuppers people up in, right? And this guy, right, saying, who tours yeah. the world, he tours the world, right, in a private jet. Yeah, he's covered yeah, footprint, right? In, yeah, yeah, yeah it's he's probably yeah. spent more than me, me and you in a lifetime, in, he does in one year, and he's telling me how to live my life. Jesus yeah. Christ, well, come on, know. guys. You're insulted, again, insulting. I mean, unfortunately, Joe, I've got to put Boris Johnson. I've got to throw him under a bus. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, mate. He's, he's, right. he's, he should be flat, Brian. They're not fat. <laughs> so, basically, um, late last night, Boris Johnson uh, released a tweet. Do you know what this tweet I... said? No, go on. It said, I'll be asking world leaders to take action on coal cars and cash and to keep cash. alive the prospect oh, the of seas, limiting global seas. temperature rise to 1.5 degrees so boris seems to think that cash is creating climate change so you need coal to um to to power the um the factory to produce cars and cars yeah. convert it to cash and then you need you need to chop cheese down to make the cash paper, right? Yeah, trees, so, yeah. Bit, I, I, I missed so out. I purposely missed out the, the trees thing because, like yeah. I said, the whole tweet didn't make any sense at all. How can you put coals, cars, cash and trees into the same same sentence? In, in um, other words, right, it's sort of same, limited right? global temperature rise. Yeah. Do, do you think, right, do you think Boris Johnson, right, he realises... The British economy is completely screwed. I think I think the Brexit thing. Let, let's go to Brexit for a start, right? Uh-huh. I think Brexit they they screwed it up. Some of them are right. Brexit is 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 disaster. So in order for it to make a level playing field, because China's going way ahead, the the certain countries' economy, right? GDP is going, you know, they they they're going through the stratosphere, and this country's um, GDP is, is shrinking. It's going to get worse and worse. So he wants to bring everybody down to his level so that it can actually give him some time. Do you think that, that makes sense? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because mm, no, it doesn't... I, I, I just... What, go on. Yeah, go on. No, 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 finish. I, don't, I, I believe, right, this country is pretty fucked for a few years, mate. For a long time. Yeah. Seriously. And they've got no uh, idea I think how it's to. It's a generational thing. I, I mean, I, I hope that there's enough. Um, I th- I hope there's enough unpredictability in the human spirit um, for us to fight back against this ever increasing transhumanist technocracy. Uh, I was at a party at the weekend, and I did ask the question: Does anybody else in this uh, at this party? Well, I mean, no, it wasn't a it was a Halloween party, but we was talk. We elevate the small talk to quite medium uh, and 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 big talk. Um, you know, after being there for a couple of hours, and I, and I spoke to a, a couple of distinguished gentlemen, and I just asked them the question: If they thought that Boris's job description is just to destroy politics and faith in institutions. 
because everything that these clowns have done over the last two years have pretty much destroyed faith in every institution there is, from the banking sector to the NHS to the healthcare sector to politicians in general. Do you know what I mean? Everybody on Twitter is looking at this administration as an absolute clown show. And obviously, once again, there was uh, there was so many people marching in London and our media are complicit in it. So the institution of the media and journalism has now just fallen to such a low ebb that nobody can trust anything. Well, it's not there was trust, right? It's not trust. What it is, right? So you've got three narratives, right? You said about the pro. You've got the COVID, you've got climate change, and you've got BLM, uh, whatever. There's not alternative views for anything. So no one can actually understand. That it's, it's a narrative like, this is it. There's no... There's no of way of thinking. So it's dumbing yeah. a nation, Aaron. That's why I said yeah. to you, the economy is, is screwed because we're a nation of dummies, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And the smart people... Well, yeah, yeah. The smart people, right? I, I've got no... They, they, they're not getting their um, views across. You, you've got to search yeah. it. You've got well, to the smart it. people are hosting podcasts, I'd like to yeah. think. Do you know what I mean? That's right. In a, yeah, in a, but in a way where they it. can get some messages out there that go against the global media narrative, which is well, climate change. If COVID don't kill you, then climate change will. So shut up, slave, and give us all your cash. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, And people are lazy. I mean, I, I, I was telling you about this. Well, not an argument. There was an argument with, uh, with this guy on, on Twitter. You know, he, he, mm. he got his uh, he got his information from YouTube from a guy who's been known to be a crook, uh, a liar, mm. and he got he got dismissed from his role. Whereas my fact, my story, my opinions was from a investigative journal- journalist. You know, who actually works mm. as source. So he didn't yeah. believe me, but he believed YouTube. So again, people are lazy. Yeah, yeah it's a shame, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it really uh, is. People anyway. are lazy. Yeah, the clickbait, yeah. Um, the quick, the clickbait um, revolution of the internet, or should we say, um, the clickbait style of ninety-nine percent of the internet is like we've all been forced into our own homes over the last mm. two years, and we've all had to yeah. consume this, this amount of clickbait at just you know, at this hysterical um, sensationalism when it comes around things that we cannot see. And um, I just want to leave you with one fact, Joe Mehmet, because obviously I, I couldn't resist trolling um, uh, Mr. Johnson, the right honourable MP for his arsehole. Um, <laughs> he obviously, you know, I had to go on Google, and anyone can do this, right? You know, because obviously he stated in his tweet about, you know, if the, the global temperature rise is 1.5 degrees, then... A catastrophe will ensue. So obviously, I went on to Google, and I asked Google, uh, "What is the uh, average surface temperature that the globe's increased by since 1861?" Guess how much the global surface temperature of the Earth has increased since 1861. This is 150 years. So this is during the Industrial Revolution, invention of the petrol engine, space travel, uh, and the explosion of the the population of the planet. One percent, like you know, 1%. less than a billion. One percent. Um, now in Celsius. Um, in Celsius. Two, 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 two degrees. That's a good. That's a good, good answer. Completely out by a factor of three, but. 0.6 degrees. 
okay. the temperature yeah. has gone up in 150 years as we've gone through burning coal and the industrial rep do you know what i mean and there's this clown saying if we don't do something now by 2030 everywhere's going to be underwater and you know well, polar bears got, will die have you heard but the- you know we went like we're eating soy, working from home, riding electric scooters, solar panels everywhere. We've got windmills up everywhere. It's just a hope, but I think the globe can cope. Well, yeah, well, it, it's it's. I, I was doing research, right? Have you heard of MWP? No, I haven't. The medieval MWP? warm period. Medieval warm period, right? Where the North oh, Atlantic MWP. region, what? M M M for M. mother. M for mother, as in medieval, as in the Dark yeah. Ages, Middle Ages, right? Yeah. Warm period, right? Where the North Atlantic region, right? From then 900 BC, right, uh, uh, AD to 12 into the 30th century, right? The temperatures were above normal. And when I say above normal, yeah. mate, you're talking about above normal. You know what I mean? Where it was catastrophic, and there was no human beings. Well, there was human beings around us per se, but you know what I mean. It was this was a natural phenomenon, Aaron. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. No, no it, totally. The, of course, it's a natural phenomenon, but they've had to create this um, this dystopian nightmare to keep us all yeah. enslaved exactly. to this one agenda. And like I say, you got to reject this agenda because, like I say, it is an agenda. It's an agenda to get you more obedient, more complicit. Oh, and by the way, if you don't get your vaccine, then you're never going to be allowed to get on a plane ever again. But no. So and this is, and this people, is, people have got to start waking up now because well, this is the, this is going to be terrible for our children. And this is why I've got I'm so kind of angry with what the Queen just said. You know, know it's like completely dismiss the totalitarianism of, of the state that we now find ourselves in. We well, cannot trust this government. Or well, its advisors. The, the, okay, can I say something? Uh, this is the arrogance of these politicians, the technocrats, these uh, elites, right? I mean, it's pretty, mm. pretty down to arrogance, right? What's the greatest force on the planet? Nature. Gravity? No, nature. <laughs> nature, right? Yeah, no, of All course. of a sudden, they think they can control nature. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. By, by taxing... By taxing, send us all taxing, your money. Taxing. Send us all. Send yeah. us all your money, and we'll reverse global warming. Warming, because but, we can. But, but my thing Keep is, it. Joe, it's it's this confluence, or, or it's this it's this deliberate uh, misinterpretation of the word climate change. Please, can someone define it? Because we've got so many different words to describe it. You know. The Queen, I'm, I'm with the Queen when she's talking about pollution. I 100% agree. Pollution is obviously terrible for the planet and terrible for, for the natural society. But climate change isn't pollution. And and this is what this is what is doing my head in because people are saying, you know, human human created climate change. That's not a thing. You know, carbon dioxide amounts to something like 0.04% of the atmosphere or something insane like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you've only got to look at these certain numbers and just know that this is an entire clown show and people have just got to stop swallowing it all because they're just all gullible. They're all just gullible and, uh, yeah, like I say, they'll be coming for you next (laughs) unless you do something today. So, Listen, look, before anyone sort of talk, get it on there, so... 
I'm against pollution, I'm against waste. But that, I think a man needs to be re-educated in, in, in recycling. I agree with all that, right? Yeah. But the climate change narrative is actually far more sinister than what they're coming yeah. out what was What was that fact you told me beforehand about China? China are buying 100 million tonnes of coal a day or burning... Well, they, 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 they what, increase their production to 1 million tonnes a day. One that's million it. tons a day One of coal. So there you go. Coal. So as as we're all like, as we're all moving to heat pumps, um, and you know, uh, unreliable energy such as solar panels and windmills, uh, China just cracking on. You know, burning and polluting the planet. So, uh, wh- when are people gonna actually target the Chinese? Then you know, when are actually people gonna actually stand up and go? Well, it's all very well. You know, uh, you limiting us to one holiday a year. Uh, a one plane journey a year and you know x amount of miles that we're allowed to travel per week in our electric car but what's the point if china can just crack on china india russia I mean, and who's not at cop 26 who's not there Don't know. china china's not there right Okay. And Russia's not there. <laughs> so, Are they? they I, know, I thought right? I saw a Russian. I thought I saw a Russian delegation because it's no, like train spotters. No, no. Russia's not there. China's not there because they know it's after bullshit. You know the West. Yeah. I mean, so, shut up, God. slaves! Shut yeah, up, slaves! Exactly. It's you know, give us your cash. <laughs> hand over all your productivity. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, um, yeah, abide by the rules and get your jab. All right then, mate. Exactly. Well, look, we got All to wrap right. it up because I'm losing the the will the, to the will to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> all right then, Joe. Um, where can people find you? Telegram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Yeah, salonomics.com. If you want to support the show, of course. If you want to support the show, you may by visiting salonomics.com. At salonomics.com, you have the ability to send us a message, engage with us, follow us on our social networks. But unlike any other industry broadcasts, we at Salonomics have decided to be a solely listener-supported production. This means the listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. And if you feel you're getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter and passing the word that Salonomics is the only show which shares your passions and airs your grievances. On Salonomics.com, you can support the show, you can send us a note, you can send us any donation, or you can use a podcast in 2.0 app such as Breeze or Podfriend, and you can send us Satoshis while enjoying our content. Every single donation is very much appreciated, and it will go into Aaron and Joe's end-of-year Christmas party fund to uh, prevent us to increase our morale and yeah. act as a team-building exercise for the pair of us to continue yeah, fighting the good fight. We can go and have a hamburger at the Lions Inn. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. All right then, Joe. Well, um, right. yes, I'm Aaron Dawn Hare. You can follow me on Twitter, um, Salonomics on Telegram. Also, if you want to make some extra money from your retail, then you can go to gosalon.uk where we automate your retail in a very, very simple and easy way for you and your customers. All the best then, Joe. Cheers for today. Okay, cheers, mate. Take care. See you soon. Bye, mate.